said it again. A podcast with three somebodies talking about stuff that you may or probably won't care about. Leave us a five-star rating, but write whatever you like, whether you love us or probably hate us. Continuing from the previous conversation that we had regarding Meghan Markle and the interview with Oprah Winfrey, there's so much more to add. I, I don't feel like we covered enough of it. My name is Ali Mack. Hello. I'm Jazz. In the studio, following on from Coco, you know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself because your name is Epic Bruh and I, I, don't, I couldn't do it justice. Well, uh, I appreciate that. My name is Safwan Arafatis Hackle-Dumla. AKA Saf. <laughs> you can just call me Saf. Saf? We'll yeah, with- that's easier. I mean, the, unless you want to do the whole thing. No, no, I'm, I'm good with Saf. Okay, Saf is good. <laughs> um, Saf, tell us uh, a bit about yourself, where you were born, where you were raised, when you got to the UAE, etc. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California in 1980. <laughs> so now you know how old I am. And uh, I, I was raised in Orange County. So I spent most of my life in Southern California. Well, all my life until I moved to the UAE 10 years ago. So it's so other than life. living in the UAE for 10 years, I've, I only know, you know, the USA. So born and raised in America. Goddamn right. Did you get to watch any of the interview between Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Markle? Um, I've watched the clips that you see going through your feed. And I think that's really all I needed to see. I think there's two things. I think one being an American and two being a male just naturally don't really have an interest in what's happening with the royal family. Okay. In the last episode, we had Coco come in um, and she spent a lot of her life here, but she had a lot of upbringing in the US as well. She kind of said the same thing that the royal family became more relevant and came more to the forefront when William married Kate. Um, well, he married her when I was already living here. So maybe in the U.S. people kind of thought that maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe in the U.S. people figured, yeah, okay. Or maybe because she's a female because she said, you know, fairy tale wedding, princess exactly. kind of thing. So, yeah. Did you give a toot or not? No, <laughs> not at all. I feel like also like the Princess, Dian- Princess Diana and the royal family has always been kind of relevant in the U.S. to women and to like a lot of people whenever there was a, what was the, what's the other prince's name? Not the one Charles. Charles, like when he got married, that was a big deal. Also, when he married, uh, what's her name? Princess Diana. No, 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 Camilla. Camilla. Yeah, the, I remember. I remember that being a big deal. I remember a lot of women, a lot of moms, you know, watching the, the, the that wedding. It was a big deal in the U.S., but it's not. It, it's not something like heterosexual men really pay attention <laughs> to in the states. If you were to summarize your opinion on the royal family, say in two sentences, what would it be? I would just call it tradition and culture and nothing really much more than that. But tradition and culture are very, very powerful things. And I think I think the like the British people love the royal family, regardless of the scandals and the corruption and the bad media and all that. They I don't I don't know what it is. I'm you know, I'm not British. Thank God. But uh, <laughs> um Wow. I, uh, you know, I'm sitting right here and I <laughs> thought we were friends. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that too. No, let's not. <laughs> I mean, let's not talk yeah, about that. I mean, what about your perception of Meghan Markle? 
before she got married into the royal family and after her marriage i mean again like i don't really know much about her i just i i do know that she was like a child actress right and uh was she was she a child actress you know at 10 she did that whole she was vocal about the whole gender and stuff she was an activist well at the age of 10 yeah oh jeez did not know really? that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, so I'm not successful she was, and I don't know really her early life, but Meghan Markle to me is probably what a lot of Americans think. She's well-off, kind of privileged. And not to say that privileged people or wealthy people have easy lives. Like, especially after living in Dubai, like, I've realized that some of the richest people I, ha- I know that have immense resources are the most miserable people, you know? So, but saying that there's a lot of suffering... For someone like her, who's literally a princess, to come out and say that she's been treated poorly or abused or has, you know, whatever, thoughts of suicide. I think a lot of people were like, to get over it. There's worse things. Right. So that's my opinion on on her. Like, I pretty much. We covered the perception of the royal family in in the US and stuff like that and how much they're known about. And we also covered things like, you know, when you marry a person, you marry into the family. Mm-hmm. Coco agreed from a cultural aspect. What about you? Um, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, you're, you are marrying that person. So the, every every night you're going to go to bed with that person, not that person's family. You know, Be family weird. But- Imagine going to bed with the person's family. <laughs> But I do think the I think I do think everybody needs to consider the family when you get married. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I never said don't respect them. I always said respect, do do what you got to do, all of that stuff. But if you know someone, his sister is horrible or his nephew is, you know, whatever. I don't care. Right. That's um, for me personally. Other people are different. Yeah, I, I think like sisters and nephews and all that stuff, maybe. But the mom, the dad. Those people play a big role, it's, and especially, and, and then also you gotta think about like your significant other. How how does their mom or father influence them? But if you notice that they do influence your partner, then you have to build a relationship with them and or, or understand their their thoughts, their emotions, their their processes. Probably. So I mean, to, no. more like further to your point, I mean, with Meghan Markle, I, I know from clips that I've seen that she has said she didn't do research family yeah and i i, I took mm. issue with that i i yeah. thought that was a bit weird yeah i mean why wouldn't you you know i think uh if any, if any normal person gets married like the normal people who aren't royalty and just marrying into a normal family you would you would think about at least think a little bit critically analytically about what the family you're getting married into and the royal family is something you can easily research you just can you can just do a google search and see like what has their history been like but then again, I asked the question, okay, so let's say she pulled up a bunch of information about them having this checkered past. What, uh, what is she going to do with that information? Is she going to be like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to marry this guy because, you know, they killed Princess Diana. Dang. Well, it can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that. Uh-huh, but yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Came out with the full <laughs> truth today. Right. So, I mean, what, what is she going to do? She has, if she loves the guy, she's going to marry him regardless. What about if there was a notion that the family, based on their history, may be racist? Again, you can't confirm or deny it, just based on their history, knowing what 
colonialism and which, all of that good jazz. Which is many, many years ago, which is my argument to the colonialism bit is that the current family wasn't part of the colonialism. In fact, it was the queen that begrudgingly freed them. Yeah. So can you judge a family based on their history pre the queen? Um, no, I don't think so. I think right right now the, the queen is the matriarch, right? Yeah. So she's been there for so long. She is kind of the institution. Um, so I, for, for Megan to judge the royal family on what they did before the queen would be kind of silly. Um, you could, I just, there's plenty to judge the royal family on during the queen's reign right there. Like killing Princess Diana. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, just confirming. That. Come on, let's get real. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand. How people are surprised. I guess that's what it is. You're really surprised that they're upset that he married a half. She's half black, right? Yeah. Like she, that they, she married like that he married a half black girl. I mean, you're surprised that they're concerned if that kid's gonna come out white or dark skinned. I don't think why, it's the why, people. Why are I think we surprised? it's the family that was surprised, right? It's not the people. The people didn't care. It's the royal family that did care. I think That's it's I think I think it's interview. I think it's crazy that Meghan Markle was surprised. That her herself like I think she's old enough, she's been around, she should be more real, realistic. She's to, been to a know. dark-skinned woman yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, so she kind of knows how to, you know, deal with that because I don't think it it's easy in Hollywood to Get a job as a person of color. You do have no, to there, jump there, some hoops. There is there is some disadvantages, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't work in Hollywood. I don't know any black people that work in Hollywood or white people <laughs> for that matter. So <laughs> I came I, I came across a really interesting article right from Insider.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. Candice Owens. She slammed Meghan Markle's Oprah Winfrey interview, suggesting she isn't black enough to be a victim of racism. Isn't Candace Owens the, the chick that goes on to Fox News all the time? She was on Fox News, yeah. Yep. She did She did say this on Fox News. Whether she said it on Fox News or, or not, I found it interesting that that was a statement that was made, that she isn't black enough to be a victim of racism. I find that very interesting because Candace Owens is a, is a right-wing exactly. Republican, a Trump supporter. She has been on Fox News. Mm-hmm. She touts all right-wing ideology, one of them which is which is racism doesn't really exist, exist. and it's a state of mind and, and people just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get their shit together, you know? So for her to say she's not black enough to experience racism, she's, a, she's, she's contradicting herself in, yeah. in, in the past where she said there is no racism. It's just a state of mind. So which she, one is it, Candace? I mean, is there racism or is it, is she not black enough to be racist? Need answers, Candace. Well, well, Call that's the us. thing. I think she's specifically referring to Megan as that she actually isn't black enough, which I don't know, man. That's a that's a weird statement to come out with because I, I mean she's thinking, oh, she's judging her by the skin of her. Well, it's not. It's not that she. Skin, is, it's not that know? she's. It's not that she isn't black enough. It's just that she isn't purebred white British, and that's the problem here. The 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 the, the British the royal family doesn't care that if she was. I mean, a quarter black or even Mexican or Arab or whatever. It's not about being black. It's about that you're not pure blood British. How can you, how dare you be part of this family? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point, actually. That's exactly what I said when we were having the discussion with Coco with me and my family, right? 
I, I said that I have a mixed background. I know exactly how it feels like, you know, coming from two different cultures and two different colors, if you will. And I get it. I understand it. And it, for Megan, she should have known better. But again, I'm coming back to the point that Harry should have had her back. Do you think he I was, think he does have his I mean they he picked her he left the family they moved to a different country I mean what more than that when she says that she means she should have been prepped by him 100% much better they like were he saying should, he earlier, should have told her that my family's racist and they're going to be pissed off pretty that much that that. our kids going to not it's going to be black and teach her protocol like she came out in the interview and she's like oh I did not know how to curtsy and I don't understand why I should always curtsy whenever the queen walks in or whenever I meet her he should have prepped her on that. He should have told her, look, this is kind of the rules of the family and you got to roll with it. I found that difficult to believe because in the UK, I remember when when my wife graduated and they had, I think it was Princess Anne that came. Mm-hmm. Before Princess Anne arrived, they sat everyone in the auditorium and they had to teach everyone how to curtsy and how to, I think it was bow. Yeah. So, I mean, if they can give students that much guidance... I find it very hard to believe that no one would have sat with Megan and gone through protocol. That's what yeah. she claims. That's what's sketchy about her. You know, it's That's- like, well, really, nobody gave you protocol about what, what it means to be a royal now. It's hard to I don't believe. Be- I don't believe. I mean, like, do I believe that that somebody that they it was tough living there? Yeah, we all we know. I mean, we know that from previous marriages. We know that from Princess Diana. Yeah, that it was tough. It's tough living there if they don't like you. Well, because she claimed they... And then they killed her. Well, (laughs) (laughs) not laughing. Um, Because she claimed that she didn't know anything about the royal family and she didn't do her due diligence. Apparently her mum asked her, oh, did Diana ever do an interview like this? You know, she's she's saying she didn't know enough. So she's using that. She said that she went into it naively. Naively. Mm -hmm. So that's her excuse. That's what... And then she kind of drew a parallel to herself and Princess Diana by saying, oh, you know, did Diana yeah. ever do an interview like this? Well, Princess Diana was white, so good luck, Megan. And she was an aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was fair for her to bring up the conversation regarding the race of their child? In effect, use playing the race card. No, I don't. I mean, okay, so let's say, let's say all that is true, right? Everything that Megan was, said was true. Why not just move to Canada or move to the U.S., enjoy your millions, and do something else rather than try to gain fame and notoriety in such an infamous way, in such a, I don't, I don't want to call it scandalous because we don't know if it's a scandal, but just there's many, op- there's, they have so much opportunity. There's so many other ways for, for this couple to, to make a name for themselves rather than perpetuating this victimhood come out and they could do something to in in the inner cities you know they could they can create a program where they where they talk about racism or it's endless the things they could have done they can become the poster children for you know coming together or, or diversity yeah they, they, they really could have instead they they went this route of like let's just become let's just come let's just perpetuate victimhood and be the victims of racism. What do you reckon? Why come out and say, do a tell-all with Oprah? If you were over the whole royal situation, just you already moved to Canada, you moved to LA, just do your thing, you know, and then do good with what you can. And 
as the Duchess of what was she, Duchess uh, of, of Sussex. Sussex, right? They, she could have done so much more. The rebellion that she had in terms of, as we mentioned, you know, the whole Wimbledon, the dresses and all of that stuff, not really, you know, conforming with the protocol and what you should wear and all of that stuff. She could have done so much more and she got stuck on, oh, I'm going to wear my jeans. I'm going to wear a tank top. You could have used all of that power to make change. She you didn't want, use her platform correctly. She definitely did not use her platform correctly. She just used her platform to, hey, I'm this American girl. I'm coming from LA. I wear jeans. I don't do this. I want to do that. I want to do things my way. Instead of using the platform that she had to talk about things like racism and gender equality, like she's really interested in and, and all of the other causes that she could have advocated for she didn't use that at all she was selfish to use it for herself i think she should have recognized that she's marrying into an institution and she should have respected that into institution and their their cultural norms and their conventions well she doesn't even call it an institution it's the firm yeah i, I just i don't agree with that i think this it's a royal family it's how many like what it's 12 it's 1200 years old 1200 years old you know you you should respect the fact that they have their 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 cultures and their conventions and their ways. And their ways. And that's what you married into. 100%. And that's why I think it's important. That's why I think it's it's important to, to know the family you're marrying into, whether you're marrying into a royal family or you're marrying the guy next door. Like you really got to know what you're getting yourself into. What made me question um, certain elements of the interview was I caught one major contradiction. When Oprah was asking Megan about the mental health issue, I actually felt for Megan at that time. And she said, you know, I asked for help and I didn't get any help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then Harry came onto the scene and then Oprah said to Harry, oh, when Megan told you that she was feeling like this, did you go and tell anyone? Did you go mm -hmm. and tell your parents or, or your father or your, your grandmother to get help for her? And his reply was, no. He just outright was like, no, I didn't. Why not? I was too embarrassed to tell them that. So now that kind of made me think, well, hold on, Megan, if you asked for help, I'm thinking you would have asked via your husband and you're saying you didn't receive any help. And Harry's sitting here saying, no, I didn't, I didn't have that discussion with anybody because I was too ashamed. It kind of begs the question, how much can we believe of what she says, knowing that she's not a great actress, she was in suits, <laughs> You know, from the body language and all of that, I do feel that she may have, it's not confirmed, but just from the way I see everything and what I've read and how everything's turned out, I feel like maybe she realized she wasn't a great actor and she got this opportunity to marry a royal and then slingshot her way into this superstardom and take her career to the next level. And now yeah. she wants to have her cake and eat it, you know, by saying, yeah. I want to be a royal but I want to live in LA and be a royal. Look, the thing yeah. is, first of all, mental health is a real thing. Well, the reason why people don't get mental health is because they're embarrassed to ask for it. Yeah. So maybe that's, so maybe like the credit to Prince, Prince Harry, right? Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> he was, he was uh, embarrassed. He was embarrassed to ask his family for help for Megan because he saw, he thought maybe he, he didn't want to show his family that he married someone that was weak. But if Megan has asked you know, for help... That's what, that's what they would think, that she's weak because she has mental health problems. When, in fact, that's not true at all. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're weak. Just, we all have mental health but, problems. But if Megan asked for help, surely someone would have spoken to Harry saying, 
listen, she's asked us for help. But um, she only we, asked him, right? She well, didn't we don't know because we know the story of no, Princess she, Diana with her bulimia. No, she in the interview, she? yeah, she was. Yeah. No, in the interview, Megan said, I asked the firm, as you call yeah. it, for help. Yeah. And I didn't get any. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We know that from Princess Diana, she was bulimic and people knew, the, the firm knew about it and they did nothing about it. You know? I'm pretty sure they got help in for her. No, they did not. It was like a huge article. Like people know that that she did not really get help and it, it continued like and it got worse because then she got like OCD and stuff like this. It, it was there's there's a huge documentary on that part. I don't think that maybe in the Buckingham Palace, it's so big and it's so huge that if she goes and asks someone for help, it it would not come back to Harry. He might not know because there's so many walls and barriers that you have to break through until you get to the queen for help, for example. Uh, so, but Harry admitted that she came to him, asked him, he, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, that's what right? I mean. So. And I don't think that the firm or the royal family is so horrible exactly. that if she were to go like, hey, listen, I'm about to off myself, they'll go like, well, the balcony is right there. You know, like it I just put them in a, it would be an, a shit show exactly. for them. Exactly. I mean, like after Diana and after whatever Charles did and then, you know, Sarah Andrew. Ferguson and, and Andrew and all of that stuff. It's a mess. I don't think they're ready for another, you know, death in the in the palace kind of situation. I'm pretty sure they would have brought someone in undercover to say. hundred percent. So that's why I don't believe the, I asked for help and they deliberately not, gave, they did not give me that help. It's hard to believe. It's very hard to believe. I don't think they're monsters in the palace. I don't think the queen's, you know, a... a feelingless person if she, i'm sure if she knew that megan was suicidal well megan said it. that the queen was always really nice to me exactly and harry said that he feels super close to his grand he has a great relationship with her so who said it then who said the baby like they're worried about the baby coming out we don't skin? know but what harry said it wasn't his grandfather or his grandmother so it wasn't um it wasn't the it queen wasn't the queen or queen. the duke well it could just been like some could have been the help. Yeah, the help. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I think to your point, Mac, like maybe, maybe that's what it was. He was, it's, it's like the same thing happened with Donald Trump, actually. He ran for president because he tried to get his apprentice show ratings up. Yeah. And he ended up winning. Yeah. And then he got, you know, he didn't expect it. And maybe the same thing kind of happened with Megan. Maybe she like, she was just trying to get famous somehow. Like her, her career was dwindling in, in suits and all that. She did, she did. I was having a hard time getting roles and then like. So she was like, let's shit. marry the a prince, prince. The prince. No, the prince wanted to marry her. Maybe she, somebody told her that he's attracted to her and he's interested. No, so she just jumped on it. But that's maybe not how she, the story goes. So Pierce Morgan actually introduced them. No, he didn't. No, no, no. it was the same night. He had dinner with her. He didn't introduce them. He took her for drinks. For drinks. Exactly. He took her for drinks. And then later on, she went and she met Harry. So, no, it's more than that. So they were. I feel for the guy. So they went for drinks and then she goes, Oh, I've had a great evening. I'd like to go now. So he goes, Okay, I'll order you a taxi. She took the taxi to a party where she met Harry, buoyed him off, never contacted Pierce again. Yeah. And then the next night, well, allegedly, the next night Harry and Meghan started their courtship. So yeah, that's he's, why Pierce is a bit so iffy he's a about little, it. He's a little bit butthurt by the fact that Oh, she buoyed me off. She cut me off. 
but I, I think the way people have gone after Piers, again, I think has turned into a witch hunt. 100%. I'm not a fan of Piers Morgan. I'm I, not either. I'm at, at all. All of the shouting and the yelling and the trashing and all of that stuff, I'm against that. But he he took it a step too far, man. Okay, fine. You went out for drinks with Megan and then she met a prince and she didn't contact you again. Tough how, luck, how, bro. How, how would he... Okay, uh, is, how did he take it too far? I'd like to know that. With trashing her on on his on the Good Morning Britain, he thing. didn't trash her. No, he kept on coming out with like stuff that you know. Whenever there was news, he would really push against her. Like he would make the. He just said he didn't believe her. No, no. Before that, even before. So yes, after the inter after the Oprah interview, he said yes, I don't believe her, and then that led to him well, leaving the show. Chris Morgan but, is a is like a right wing guy, right? Politically, he's like to the yeah. he's very much to the right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you read his tweets, he talks about democracy a lot, but he's right wing. Have you have you noticed like a pattern that it's the people on the right that tend to call her out as a liar and and, and privileged and this is like BS? Like and then people on the left who are like very sympathetic with what she's saying. Like why do you think that's the case? That's I find I I see that pattern. I don't see a lot of sympathy for Megan, to be honest. I, I see I a also, lot of people going, Look, you're very privileged. You are you're you will the We're Candace Owens is on the right. She yeah, she calls fine. her out. Pierce Morgan's on the right. Two, calls her two out. If examples. Read, like, if you read right wing news media, they, they tend to be very critical of Megan yeah. on, and on, in regards to that Oprah interview. Very mm-hmm. critical. And then maybe the left is, but they're, they're not outspoken about it. They're oh, not. Yeah, sure. They're not. And like, why is it that the right is so critical? And, and also the right tends to be. If they're if, if you are going to be racist, you're probably going to be a Republican. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, see, do, do you know what I'm saying? Direct correlation. <laughs> like if, you're racist. You're right. You're Republican. That's it. No, I'm saying if if We've you are it. racist, you're gonna be. You're probably gonna be a Republican, right? Like you're gonna be a. Not all Trump supporters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. Are they though? No. I mean, I no. know a lot no. of Arabs that are not. Trump supporters or Republicans that are. Are racist. you serious right now, bro? Yeah, I think so. And at least in the, in the states. This, this is the problem with Americans. It's not the United States of America. It's the United Empire of Earth. Everything that applied, everything that happens in America, automatically is a copy paste okay, to the whole world. On, it, you can you can find examples on the other side too. You can be like, well, isn't it weird that it's just people on the left that are really sympathetic with with Megan, and they're the they're the only ones who kind of feel like she's right and she's been treated poorly and i'm i'm really know, sure if you, we go I, to- I, I i honestly i feel like if you went and did like a poll if you really went and said what's your opinion on uh megan marco oh she's a liar okay what's your opinion on abortion i'm totally against it wow. like that would be like every time that's just it's just weird I, like I, I, what's your opinion on on the second amendment yeah i'm for the second amendment hold on like those are the same group they all think the same way uh, no hold on if we go if we, <laughs> I don't much. even know how to tackle this with you, right? If we go to the opposition of Trump supporters, mm-hmm. the difference is they are closeted racists. There are, they will, not all of them, there will be closeted racists in there and they are just very PC. That's what it is. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if we took 10 supporters from the other team, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we'll find at least 30 to 50 to 70 to 90% of them to be very quiet racists. In one way or another. And they'll okay. think, well, that's not a racist term. Well, that's not racist. But it is 
but they just don't know it or they don't want to talk about it. Or Whereas the Trump supporters, nicely. they'll just dress it up nicely. Oh, you know, back in the day we could. Yeah. But now, but Trump you know, supporters, they just. Oh, don't I shouldn't say this. Give but... a hoot. So they're like, yeah, get them out or do this or build a wall or ban them or whatever. I think mean, that's the difference. To say that all the people on the left are not racist and they're against the bullshit no, no, no. and they have sympathy for Meghan Markle. No, I don't think that's the. I, I don't think that. Like for me, I'm. I, I consider myself. A Democrat, I consider myself like more left leaning. And you say some pretty messed up shit sometimes. Yeah, man. but I'm joking. <laughs> you, there you go. It's a joke. They dress it up nicely. Yeah. No, but you know, like, there's things that like I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm pro the Second Amendment. I'm, I'm, I feel like having a gun you, is a right. Can you explain the second? Uh, just say what the Second Amendment is, just for the, the second. Amendment, in, in the U.S., system. the Second Amendment is basically the right to bear arms. Like every person has the right to. You're for that? Own a gun. Like I can you can, I can be for that and I'm I can be I'm asking you I'm yeah. asking a question. Are you for the second amendment? Yeah, I'm for the second amendment, but I um I take it you're I, I not. Think, I think that there has to be I'm a European. lot of rules and regulations around it. I think there has to be a lot of control. Control. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, where Chris Rock said the bullet should, should be, cost $5,000. Yeah. Something like that. Like it, it should be uh harder to get a, a license to own a gun than to get a than a license to drive a car. You know, I, that's what I, that's how I see it. And people, a lot of people who are pro Second Amendment don't see it that way. They should, they just feel like there should be no regulation. Like you're 18 years old, you should, you know, quick background check. You should, you should be able to get a Americans, gun. man. Like I, I'm not I've that. I've never I'm met a European that, that was pro. like, I'm we need to have guns. <laughs> there are some, but, but, some, but I'm like, I don't. I'm not trying but, to make a, a topic, a conversation around the Second Amendment. I'm just but, saying that but it's there's infused in their culture. Yeah. It's how they've been taught. It's their education system. So for them. You know, it it is no like I watch Young Sheldon, yeah. right? And it's set in Texas, and the way they talk about certain things like bearing arms and stuff like that, to me that is completely alien because I was brought up in the UK. But to Americans, it's like, hell yeah, yeah. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? In defense of, I wouldn't say defense of Piers Morgan. He tweeted something, and I read it, and I thought that is quality, and I, <laughs> I, I could relate to it. Some people's idea of free speech is that they are free to say mm -hmm. what they like. But if anyone says anything back, that is an outrage. Yeah, he's right. And do you know who said that? Who oh. said it, Ali? Sir Winston Churchill. Yeah. So Pierce spoke his mind. That's his freedom of speech. A hundred percent. Like it's a freedom of Meghan Markle's speech to come out on Oprah and to do a tell-all. Exactly. It's just who do... it's different because who do we believe pierce morgan just came out and was like dude i don't believe her and then everybody was like oh my god he's such a yeah. he's trash and i, I thought he's, that was a little bit unfair i thought it was unfair too poor guy he even came after he walked off he came back and he's like mental health is a real thing like he had to explain himself yeah. and i thought that his platform would allow him to give out his opinion if you look at the american counterparty of the view for example they're, they always say their opinions about stuff and nobody trashes them for it. Well, I think more importantly than the Second Amendment, like the right to bear arms or own a gun is, is freedom of speech. That's probably, that's the most important right that Americans have. It's a human right, really. And I think the, the left is, is kind of de like degrading that with yeah. political correctness. And I think that's a lot of the reason why Trump got elected is people were so scared, were so just, over having to tiptoe around what they can or can't say. Mm -hmm.
And then so when Trump came out and it was like just saying whatever he wants, it was kind of like a middle finger to the to the political correctness. Yeah. It was almost like um the people that did have so much to say, they yeah. finally said, Oh, well, this guy's got our back. So they just let rip. Yeah. In the best they, or they worst let, possible they, way. They let them do their dirty work for, for them. Well, back yeah. to Meghan Markle, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good to talk about America for a second. In my opinion, well, I feel like Meghan Markle did this whole stunt because she's like, okay, um, I'm not an actress anymore. Um, I'm not part of the royal family anymore. Hmm. What do I do now? Yeah. So if I want to kind of propel my acting career, maybe I should do a tell-all with Oprah. And, you know, this is like my five minutes of fame and then I can get somewhere with it. Um, and if I'm not in the royal family anymore, I have one of two options. Either I trash them or, you know, I say nothing about it and I'm not going to make any money. So let me go on Oprah, trash Trasher. I anyways, I trashed the family, the firm. But did she and, get paid to do the interview? Like what, everyone's saying, she made like it was. A, she did it for money, for money. Like what? What money did she make from it? Well, Oprah made nine million. Nine million. But the endorsements that came from Spotify and Netflix mm-hmm. thereafter on their Archwell's production house mm-hmm. was estimated to be fifty million and twenty-five million. And that's a production house of Zamaku. Who? Yeah. Hmm? What? Of Mar- of Meghan Markle. Well, it's not hers. It's actually Archwell's was part of the royal, royal family, family. Yeah. But they've used um that name now and it's not associated with the Archwell's. At all. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So again, very clever to have done that. Oh, of course. So they did make bank, not to mention that she already was worth four million from her suits career and the other career thing, the box career. The suitcase lady. Yeah. And he was left a, a pretty nice little sum yeah. of approximately 36 million from his mother. And they live a couple of doors down from Oprah Winfrey in Santa Barbara. So I think they're pretty all right. Yeah. I mean, $4 million is not really a lot of money. <laughs> Living in <laughs> I wish I had $4 million. <laughs> I mean, so do I, but with their lifestyle and everything, that's... When you're when you're comparing yourself to Oprah and like that that circle, four million dollars is nothing. That's Thirty-seven peanuts. million pounds but, is though. But yeah, and no one asked them to live next that's to still, Oprah. Exactly. Even compared to Oprah, though, thirty-seven million pounds is nothing. You know, well, compared to Oprah or any any of those people in their circle. But uh, I don't think I, I don't think any like I don't think the royal family is going to let them starve or ever be poor. These people will never be poor. But I just uh, also we don't point. know we don't know what they have like what, what he's really receiving. You know, so we read somewhere he got 36 million pounds. Like, how do you know what that is in cash that he actually has? It could be in assets. It can be in jewelry. He received it when he was 30. It was left to him by his mom. Okay. Well, that's a, that's, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. It was in a trust fund. Both him and his brother mm-hmm. got the same amount, or I don't know how much William got, but he, he, he was all right already. Yeah. Well, the crazy well, thing to me is, is like, she's like, um, they took away my passport. They took away my driver's license. They took away my keys. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go anywhere. And then you just do a simple Google search. How many times did this woman travel in her tenor as the Duchess of Sussex? Several times. She went to Africa. She went to to Europe. She went to Australia. She, she went, went back to the old country, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
And she could wow. have always, she could have always taken the underground like any good um, you know London citizen. And she was driving. She did everything. So on she, one no, hand, she's like, they took away everything from she, me. No, she wasn't. She had a driver. She fine. She had a driver. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like she, she said that they took away everything. She was a prisoner. If you're so in prison, how are you traveling? Yeah, I have questions. There's so many things that she said in the interview where I'm like, hmm. Hard that's to believe. That's a bit yeah. weird. It, it's questionable. Everything. That's what I'm saying. Everything that came across. And my wife and I watched it. And literally we paused it every 10 minutes to... Discuss. It was either disbelief. that could, We either couldn't believe that this was coming out from her mouth. Or it was just like, could that be true? And we'd discuss for like 30 seconds and we'd be like, nah. Doesn't make sense. To me, you know? watching the interview, I kind of felt bad for Harry, not Harry as a person, but Harry as the son of the future heir of the crown, you know, it's, it was not his place, man. It wasn't, he shouldn't be on Oprah, all of that prestige and the family and everything. And now you degrade and you, you step so far down to sit in front of Oprah to do a tell all on your family after all of this the crown and the queen and the family and the the luxury and all of that stuff. Now you're sitting in front of Oprah in his suit. Yeah, but they killed you know, his like, mom. But <laughs> <laughs> we're not letting this go, are we? Oh, yeah. We're not definitely letting... not. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I did get from I the interview. I just felt bad for him and the and the not the title, but the life he was supposed to lead. And where he's in the position that he's in right now. I just felt bad for him. It wasn't his place to be in. This man is royal and he should be, he should treat himself as a royal. And as a royal, if you're sitting in front of Oprah, you're the one that should ask the questions. You're the one that should lead the interview and not have her ask the questions that are so close to home. Forget about they killed his mom. All right. It's just. We you, can't forget about it. Yeah. But I, I mean. Forget just, about I, that. A Saturday, you know, it's just your man, you as as Prince Harry, you're sitting in front of Oprah and she's like, oh, yeah. And what happened inside and what did the, and he was sitting there and you really saw it in his eyes that he started feeling embarrassed. What, what I, I felt embarrassed for him at some points. You should watch his bit of the interview, at least, because okay. what I took away from him as a man to man thing, you know, we as men, we can assess other men. Just like women see things yeah. that we don't get. Yeah. The one thing I got from watching Harry, it was tough for him. Yeah. He, he found it hard. There were questions that you could tell he didn't really know how to answer. And there's no amount of coaching that can solve that for you. Especially when they were asking him things to do with his father and his brother. Like, so your father stopped taking your calls. Yeah. He's a royal. Like to air that laundry out there. Was low. Well, they don't have a very good reputation of being good at interviews. The royal, yeah, they do. <laughs> right? Which which interview yeah. are you referring to, bro? The one where the guy's like, "I have a small dick." What? <laughs> was he sweating a lot at the time? Yeah. Do you remember that one? He's like, "There's no way I could have been involved in this." The Epstein thingy. Yeah. Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, right? Yeah. That one. Two for two, bro. <laughs> yeah. Two for two. For a royal. Like you would think Prince Andrew would be more like a royal, right? He, he was old. He's older. He's he's been around. He's a little more seasoned. He couldn't handle himself in that interview. What well, a, he did terrible, some seasoning. What a terrible I don't thing know. to say. 
I don't know if he's been seasoned. He might have been. Who knows? I think uh, Prince Charles. Yeah, is just. I think he's just really enamored with with Meghan. No, that's Harry. Harry. Oh, Prince Harry. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prince Harry is Harry's the husband. Charles is the dad. Okay. Why and, are you here? And Elizabeth is the <laughs> grandmother, also aka the queen. Okay, yeah, aka I got it. the matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I love. God, but this is this, this is, is how much he doesn't care about the royal family. <laughs> yeah, I love this it. is literally how much. He, there's care. one name that matters that he knows in the royal family. Princess Diana. There you go, my guy. Yeah. Or <laughs> lady. Final thoughts, which thankfully means this train wreck is coming to an end. What are your final thoughts? Where do you think this is now all going to go for Harry and Meghan? Where would you like to end this? What would you like to tell them if they were in this room with you right now? I think I would tell them like, look, you guys have an opportunity now to to, to play a role in, in in healing the divide between between black and white and different ethnicities, and and to do it wisely. Just whatever you do, try not to to exacerbate it. Don't try to make it. Just please don't make it worse. You know. And going on Oprah and, and just bashing the royal family and playing a victim card is, is not helping people with that mentality. Yeah. People with the mentality of like, oh, with the, whoever said that, you didn't, you didn't uh, make them think twice about it, make them feel bad about it. Like you didn't give, you know, you, if anything, you emboldened them. My final thoughts. My final thoughts is in general, in any relationship, you do not air your dirty laundry ever, especially not on Oprah. What happens behind closed doors should stay behind closed doors, especially when you're royal. I mean, me, for example, I would not bring my family onto Oprah. I wouldn't go on Oprah and go like, oh, by the way, my mama said this and my dad said this. I'm not going to mention who said this and this and this. We don't do it because it's not right. You wouldn't do it with your family. I don't think Safwan Arafat, uh, Ishaq Abdullah would do it either because it's just not right. Especially when you're royal, as Harry himself, he should have went to Meghan and went like, look, 1200 years, let's not mess this up. Let's take a step back. Let's not do it on Oprah. Let's do it behind closed doors. Let's do it amicably. If it's not amicably, we'll just move away. And that's that. The way it happened was disgusting and it's vile in my opinion. Fair enough. For me, yeah, they wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it. I personally think they should have brought Jerry Springer out of retirement and got everyone involved and it would have been <laughs> hella fun. Leave us a five-star rating, but write whatever you like, whether you love us or probably hate us. Thank you.